Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. So, Aaron, did you celebrate Disney Plus Day? I don't know that the word celebrate would be accurate. But I... What did I do on Disney Plus Day? I think I just tried to find the the Kenobi clip. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like there wasn't anything else that I was, like, seeking out. I guess there were some movies that they released. Oh, I watched, like, the the little short that's based on uh, Luca. Oh, ew. <laughs> yeah, I watched that. Um, I think there might have been another short that was released. Oh, uh, Olaf did his little Uh-huh. I was clips. about to say, you better be talking about Olaf Presents. That was, like, pure gold. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love them all. Especially, I, there was good moments in all of them, but the one that sticks out in my head is... <laughs> Is in the Lion King, where he goes, and Mufasa dies, but not right away. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's true. It's a very dramatic death. <laughs> I know it's just really funny. Yeah. So for Disney Plus Day, let's see. I didn't even know the Obi Wan thing had come out until Sunday. Disney Plus Day was on a Friday, so I didn't know that. Uh, I did see the Boba Fett trailer. Uh, but I also saw it in the theater on Saturday. So really, for Disney Plus Day, I mean, I watched Olaf Presents, and I started watching The Jungle Cruise, but my main thing was doing the AMC Disney Plus Day screenings that they did. And we went to the Star Wars Mystery screening and got to see Rogue One in the theater, which is awesome because... I know I saw it a few times, but it's always cool to see a Star Wars movie in theater. So, and that's cool. a good one. That's a visually, that's one of the more exciting Star Wars movies. So that's mostly what I did. The stuff I'm really excited for that's coming out this year isn't even out yet. So, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I just was busy. And just didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of time to even look into what was coming. So I just, I did happen. I did turn it on that day just to kind of scroll through anything that I thought looked new. And uh, did watch a few things, but. I was woken up at like three o'clock in the morning by animals. So that's when I watched Olaf Presents. <laughs> it was at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Olaf Presents was the first thing that was watched in my house as well. Because that morning when I was getting my kids ready for school. Quinn was yep. my son uh, was very excited about that and so he was first thing he did was turn it on and watched all of them before or as he was getting ready for school yeah I saw some article that said that they have like I don't know like I could be exaggerating but somewhere around like 15 hours of recordings from Josh Gad for all different movies so I'm hoping that means that there's more coming. Yeah, probably. I would I would really like that. But anyway, we're here to talk about books, not movies and TV shows. 
Well, the one thing I just wanted to mention before we get into the book new, Star Wars book news and the review we're going to do today is we had uh, Craig Miller reach out to us, who is the, um, he used to be the director of fan relations at Lucasfilm. Nice. And he had mentioned that he had been listening to our podcast and um, that he had he had a book that he had just released. Um, I think it came out sometime in 2020, um, but he had he had said that he had the book come out and asked if we would take a look at it. So um, I had, we chatted back and forth a little bit on Facebook and I'd mentioned to him that we would mention his book on the show. He, he did a, a book called Star Wars Memories, My Time in the Death Star Trenches. Nice. Which is basically like him writing about his experience being the uh, director of fan relations at Lucasfilm and kind of, you know, working on the original Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, um, and working with, you know, a lot of the names that we know from Lucasfilm at that time. So just wanted to mention that you can find that book on Amazon or a, n- a number of different places that you can buy books, but uh, you can check it out and um, grab a copy of Craig Miller's book, Star Wars Memories. Nice. And since we're kind of talking about, I don't know, like autobiography type things, I just want to mention this. I know I've mentioned this to you. This is nothing to do with Star Wars, but just a book that I've started reading that I think everybody should listen to or read because it's fantastic. I actually highly recommend doing the audiobook for this because it's read by the author. Uh, and that is Will Smith's autobiography memoir book that he just released called will i am like stunned like i have almost like no words for how amazing this book is the walls have come down of the will smith persona and you get to really understand like who he is as a person it's pretty incredible especially like the trauma that he's gone through in his life that i had of course no idea about because it's not any of my business (laughs) but (laughs) so i would check it out if you have some audible credits or something like that i definitely would check it out and do the audiobook because again it's read by him so his inflections are there which really takes you into the story so of his life we should start doing a segment where we, we have book recommendations that are not Star Wars. Yeah, the problem for me is it's very rare that I read a new book. Like, for example, I just reread the entire Hunger Games trilogy. You do like to when reread. I, I reread books a lot, yeah. especially like series books and stuff. I reread stories. So, you know, sometimes I listen to new things. I am not a rereader. I do a lot of... My, I was looking back at Goodreads. I don't know if you use Goodreads at all, but they have like um, where you can set your goal for the year, mm. how many books you want to read. I set myself a realistic goal. I am not a voracious reader that reads like tons of books every month. You know, I, I can, I'll be lucky to finish 20 books in a year. So that's what I set my goal for this year was 20 books. Mm. And I was looking today, like kind of where I was and what books I've read. And it's pretty much two categories. Star Wars, obviously, because I do a podcast about Star Wars books. And, and biographies. Then historical books, sometimes biographies, sometimes just the history of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's pretty much 50-50 for me. Well, speaking of books we haven't read. Yeah, there's new Star Wars books that got announced uh, back in October. Yeah. We got I'm going to talk about the first one. I want to talk about the first one. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So the first one 
is Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. This is a Del Rey novel. It's coming out in June of next year. And it's, I don't know, I'm excited. But it's set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens with Luke and Lando. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. This is one that I feel like I didn't expect that they would make a book about this. You know, Luke Skywalker after Return of the Jedi, but, you know, stuff that leads into, you know, what we know with the sequel trilogy. You know, Luke and Lando traveling together, um, you know, about kind of the the uh, the stuff that we know from Rise of Skywalker. You know, his mm-hmm. daughter was stolen. Uh, Ochi, the Sith assassin, is going to be part of it. You know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I th- this is... Out of all the announcements they made of the books that are coming, this is the one I'm the most excited for, which seems to not be the popular opinion with these books. Everybody gets excited for the prequel era ones, but I don't know. For me, it's anything that's kind of covering new territory, and this is definitely this definitely feels like new territory. All right, the next book is called Brotherhood by Mike Chen, and this will be released by Del Rey as well. It comes out on May 10th of 20. 20- 22 and essentially obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker must stem the tide of the raging clone wars and forge a new bond as jedi knights so that'll be interesting there's a lot more to these um like synopsis i'm just reading like the short one sentence part of this but this could be really cool yeah it's um it's another anakin obi-wan story yeah i feel like we've gotten a ton of those but Everyone does seem very excited about this book. I don't know the author, um, but it's definitely new. And even Adam Christopher and Mike Chen aren't names yeah. that I'm familiar with. New so authors, yay! It's nice to see that they're kind of branching out and getting some new new writers because a lot of the books that we've been getting have been from writers that have done have now you know kind of been working in the Star Wars universe for a little bit. So. Well, that's because all we're reading is High Republic. <laughs> High Republic and, and Thrawn, you know. Right. So it's a lot of names that we, we're used to. And we like, you know, we like the authors that, that they have for Rise or for uh, High Republic. But this is kind of nice just to see a couple new names. Well, there, will there be new names for audiobooks? Hmm, that is the question. I don't know. We had one for this audiobook we that we're going to talk about today. The next book up is Stories of Jedi and Sith. This was, is coming from Disney Lucasfilm Press, June 7th of 2022. And it's kind of like another one of the books where they have a whole bunch of authors that come together to tell stories. So there's Roseanne Brown, Sarwat Shaddad, Delilah Dawson, Tessa Groton, Michael Kobe, Sam Maggs, Michael Morrissey, Alex Segura, Vera Strange, Karen Strong, and there's illustrations. By Jake Bartok, so that should be that should be fun too. Yeah, nice mix of authors there. Some are more yeah, recognizable a, than others. Yep, a bunch of new ones. Good yeah, stuff, good stuff. But there you, it's always nice to see Delilah Dawson's name on a list. Yes, if like, you want pain, yeah, if you want torture, <laughs> there's going to be a torture scene in her there story. Will be a torture scene, most likely. Um, that it's a pretty uh, short synopsis. I'm going to read it. For this one, it says the battle between good and evil never ends. The brave Jedi, the devious Sith, these iconic heroes and villains embody the struggle between light and dark that is at the very heart of Star Wars. In this exciting middle grade anthology, 10 acclaimed authors imagine all new tales for some of the saga's most popular characters. 
from Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader, from Obi-Wan to Asajj Ventress, and beyond, complete with beautiful spot illustrations, epic standoffs, cunning plots, courageous action, and ruthless anger are all here in this showcase of the enduring power of one of the greatest movie sagas of all time. That's cool. So, short stories, yay. Yay. (laughs) And the next book is called Padawan. It's by Kirsten White. And that's going to be coming out from Disney Lucasfilm Press on July 26th of 2022. And the short synopsis is Obi-Wan Kenobi struggles with his place in the Force as a young Padawan in this coming-of-age adventure. Thank you, Jesus. Get me some Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's another. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I... (laughs) This is going to be fun for me. Just say. We just had a, a Obi Wan Qui Gon story. I do not care. Full novel, but I do this, not care. <laughs> this definitely sounds. Um, it kind of reminds this me of. Be like middle grade, probably. Yeah, it it kind of reminds adult. me of that Jedi Knight, or I forget what it was called, Jedi Quest. Maybe there was a series of books, like young reader books, that that they kind of went through Obi Wan coming of age and him at the Jedi Academy and all that. Mm. so no this I, this is a cool list um i'd say i'm definitely most excited for shadow of the sith just because of the, the subject matter that it covers i'm excited it's cool yeah. stuff it's not high republic so that's fun yeah right I, mean, we... I love the high republic books but it's like let's just read something else for a little bit yeah definitely there's and these are all coming out you know next year uh summertime yeah, they kind of vary between May and July, so we'll have these kind of right in the middle of the year. Uh, I know the High Republic books come out at the you know toward the beginning of the year, so we'll have High Republic early on, and then these, and then who knows what'll come at the end of the year. Plenty of things. Plenty, Plenty of things. things. All right. Well, today we're covering the High Republic Race to Crash Point Tower, published by Disney Lucasfilm Press. It was written by Daniel Jose Older and released on June 29th of 2021. And the publisher's summary is the Republic Fair is coming. Visitors from all over the galaxy are traveling to the planet Valo for a massive, awe-inspiring festival celebrating the Republic. While his fellow Valens prepare for the fair, Jedi Padawan Ram Jamaram is hiding out in his favorite place, a dingy garage filled with mechanical parts and tools. But when a security alarm goes off on a nearby hilltop nicknamed Crash Point Peak, he ventures out with his trusty droid V-18 to investigate. There he discovers that someone has knocked out Valo's communications tower, a frightening sign that Valo and the Republic Fair are in danger. Sure enough, as Ram races to warn the Jedi, the dreaded Nihil unleash a surprise attack. It's up to Ram to face down the enemy at Crash Point Tower and send a call for help to the Republic. Luckily, he's about to get some assistance from unexpected new friends. Alrighty. Well, I listened to the audiobook because it was so short. It was three hours. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. This is the, the quickest book we've had in a while. Quickest book we've had in a while. And... It was like, for me, it was like, you know, I don't know. It's like, like eating like a candy bar that's, you're like, eat it and it's gone really fast. And you're like, where'd it go? (laughs) (laughs) Plus it was kind of covering stuff we had just read in the Rising Storm. So there felt like 
not only was it shorter, but it also was kind of rehashing stuff we already knew. So it did seem right. to fly just by. From a, just from like a different perspective. Right, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, and as I mentioned before, there was a new a new uh, narrator for this one that we hadn't had before, uh, Todd mm -hmm. Habercorn. He was good. Yeah, I thought he was good. He definitely did yeah. it with a tone that you would expect maybe for a younger audience, mm -hmm. um, which I thought worked really well for this book and for the characters, that, especially Ram kind of being, mm -hmm. in, in some ways I'd say the central character of the book. Um, it definitely seemed like the voice worked really well for that character. Oh, I agree. I also enjoy being talked to like I'm 10 sometimes because it just, it's more fun that way. Oh yeah. And it is, I, I think we've talked about before how it's nice to sometimes have these books that are meant for younger readers because they just get straight to the point a lot of times and right, there's exactly. not so much exposition and it's nice to kind of have these to mix in every once in a while, just to almost take a, like a little bit of a breather. From I love something. how you said exposition, like the big word, because I was going to say not as much fluff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was using a Del Rey word, but um, who's who's the educated one in this group? Aaron, <laughs> I go fluff. No, you know why I say fluff? Because when I was in school and I was writing, I would always have a lot of fluff in what I wrote, and my teachers would always say, "Trim the fluff." Trim the fluff. I'm like, oh, but I like it. I like the fluff. <laughs> I like the fluff. Yeah. So that's where the fluff comes from. Yeah, not so much fluff in this book. Definitely. No, there's not enough fluff in here. Yeah, so overall, I really enjoyed the audiobook. Plus, it was just a short, you know, short listen, which is really nice. And I listened to it and then moved right on to rereading The Hunger Games. I was like, <laughs> great, this is done. What do I read now? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the main character, like I said, uh, Ram Jamaram. He Such was, a fun name. Yeah. He, Ram Jamaram. He was an interesting Jedi, right? Like yeah. he, he's a little bit atypical, not what you would expect. Um, yeah. Kind of loner type, sort of just wants to be on his own, you know. Yeah. Fixing. Just yeah, like just wants fixing to fix things. Stuff. Uh, definitely doesn't have any desire to be out in the in the battles or uh, off on the adventures. Doesn't really know how to use a lightsaber. <laughs> they even say, I think he even says something about like he didn't really enjoy lightsaber training. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, <laughs> he definitely didn't. And it seemed like they were kind of going for a type, a type of character that would maybe be something that you know certain readers could relate with. You know, maybe if they're not the adventurous type or someone who's going to be the most popular kid in school but someone that they can, you know, a character they can read about where they could be like, oh, yeah, I can I can relate with how this guy feels um, yeah. in these situations. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. How did you like him as a character? I liked him. I thought he was fun. Uh, he was a breath of fresh air, different, you know, and I like that. I also, I really liked the uh, the little, his droid, the 18 was hilarious. Uh, but I also like the Bondrox. They, so like that grouping of characters was really fun for me. Like I really liked him, the Bondrox, and V18. Like I just thought it was cool. And turning V18 into a speeder droid just is a hilarious image in my head. Uh, right. So yeah. The Bondrox, just... 
and the, the the droid thing where the droid basically becomes like a rocket ship that they fly around yeah, on. <laughs> it was very much a you're like okay yeah this is definitely a junior <laughs> junior novel. Um, you know, where I could see my nine year old son really getting a kick out of that stuff more than I yep. did. Oh, I did. Yeah, great. I mean, it doesn't you surprise me that you like the, the bomb rocks. Child, Aaron, release. Just let it be free. Let it run free. <laughs> I I save all that for Disney World. <laughs> did you need to let it run free? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can appreciate I can appreciate some of that stuff from time to time, but it just for this book. Those those weren't the highlights for me. Sure, fine, the, whatever. The silly, yeah. the sillier stuff, I guess. I like silly. Yeah. And then we had a couple of characters that are like major characters in the Star Wars adventure comics, uh, Zine Marala and Lula Talasola. Uh, also, two characters that I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of wondering how you would. Um, how you would like them considering that you hadn't been reading the comics. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I saw their names, I was like, Oh yeah, I know these characters. I've kind of been reading about them in the comics, have a sense for their personalities and kind of their history. Cause it, they give a little bit of background mm -hmm. in the book where it doesn't make you feel like if you don't, if you don't know who these characters are, I think they did a good job of kind of filling you in the details you needed to know. But obviously if you had like the knowledge of the comics in your head, you'd have a little bit more of a, a deeper, understanding so i was kind of wondering how you as someone who hasn't really read the comics that much would have uh, picked up on these characters no i liked them i thought they were they were definitely interesting especially you know being so open about their anxieties and things you know yeah. um and their issues with attachment you know that kind of stuff like and i like seeing to female characters together that are friends like I think that's great and plus you know when when Vernestra Rowe comes back in which I was like love her <laughs> like I thought it was just such a great you know a great dynamic yeah uh, they're they talked about how Lula actually had a little bit of jealousy toward yeah. Vernestra right and it was and we've seen that with other characters too right like there were other characters that kind of see Vernestra that way because because of how successful she's been able to be at such a young age. Um, so it was, it was interesting to see that that's not just, um, you know, a feeling that, that that one Jedi had in, in the other book, but it's other Jedi kind of feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, I think it's only natural. A lot of people are like that with like protege type people, you know, or even just in your regular life, you know, growing up and there was somebody that, like was better than you at something that you really wanted to be good at. I can get that, you know, um, I experienced that when I was in middle school playing violin, you know, and like my friends were better than I was and I wanted to be, you know, better. And it was, you know, it's hard sometimes, especially when you're that young <laughs> trying to figure it out. Yeah. And so. she didn't let it, she didn't let it overtake her. It was kind of a fleeting thought really. So mm -hmm. it was it was good that they didn't kind of dwell on that as like a character point for Lula. It was just kind of like she recognized that that's how she was feeling. <laughs> and, you know, that was kind of the end of it. But and then, of course, her and Vernestra, you know, are able to work together and have a friendship uh, once they start talking. Right. Right. Because communication is good. 
I do like seeing Vernestra pop up. She's she does pop up I do too. in a lot of the stuff, and I know, you know, she's been showing up a little bit more in the comics too. And then I think the next book we're going to be reviewing, she's in as well, mm. as a, as a more central character. So, so yeah, I, I like Good, that. Because I really her. like her a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And then we had the character of Ty Yorick, which is another character that I really like. Now, Ty Yorick was more prominent in Rising Storm, uh, which we just read. But uh, it was nice. Again, it's like these stories are all just like crossing over for me. <laughs> Part of me is like, wait, what was Crash Point Tower and what was Rising Storm? <laughs> you know, I'm like, hmm. I feel like they've melded into one book, which is kind of cool, though. Yeah, they they definitely did a good job of showing the same story from different perspectives. And The Rising Storm is a book, we talked about it in our review of it, that felt intense mm. through a lot of it and, you know, and violent in some ways. Like a lot of people were dying and it's just basically this planetary disaster that's happening. And, you know, to kind of be able to tell that same story but from a different perspective for a younger audience, it was it was a nice pivot that Daniel Jose Older was able to pull off where um, he's still describing the events, but not in such a way that would be disturbing to young readers. Yeah. Um, but Ty York, uh, she is definitely the one that kind of crosses over the most because they mention Ram in rising storm, but it's, it's a passing mention. Yep. Uh, but for Ty York, she actually had, you know, major scenes in that book. She was kind of part of the action. They gave her some backstory. And then in this mm -hmm. book, they, they utilize her, um, a lot as well. So it was kind of, she's definitely another one of those characters that they, they seem to be focused in on and is getting a lot of screen time, quote unquote, screen time. Page time. Yeah. And she has her own comic series. Um, uh, what is it called? The Monster of Temple Peak. Yes, yeah. So she's got her own kind of mini series in the comics as well. I actually haven't read any of those yet. For but... the record, for everybody listening, I didn't know that off the top of my head. It's written down. It's in the notes. It's in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why, because like, I didn't have the notes wait, up, and I figured you did. So read the comics. So how did she know that? Wow! Amazing knowledge. Just amazing. Off the top of your I'm head. brilliant. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so she's she's been an interesting character um, to kind of follow, and she's been showing up in a lot of stuff. And I'll have to definitely pick up the, the that comic series, and that's probably one you could you could grab too because it's it's a mini series, so you wouldn't have to like necessarily read all the other comics. I think. Does it's like, that mean that they're mini, like they're small? No, it just means there's only just four kidding. issues, <laughs> like four or five. But how issues. cute would that be if it was a mini series and they were like small, you know, like <laughs> little small ones. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be cool. I mean, in other Star Wars news, IDW lost the license to the comics, so that'll be that'll be an interesting transition over to Dark Horse. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, it just happened. Um, early, they just announced it. I think it was last week that IDW is. Um, I don't. I don't think they use the term "lost," but they basically are are moving over um, to Dark Horse. So, That's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, we Dark Horse it. had it before. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. But I do wonder what that'll mean for the ongoing series with the adventures because that's where the High, Re High Republic stories are being told right now in IDW. 
And then um, they did say that the comics that Dark Horse would be doing would be focused on High Republic as well. So I'm assuming they'll probably just, you know, Kevin Scott and Daniel Jose will I wonder, will move I wonder over. if, um, if Dark Horse, they didn't buy IDW, did they? No, no, I think it's just, they're just transitioning the, the license. Huh, that's so weird. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see what they do with it. But my guess is they'll, they'll stick with something similar to Adventures. Maybe they rename it. Uh, but it'll be similar. Star probably. Wars. Star Wars. Uh, expeditions. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to think for another word for adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about this book other than because it is so short. Uh, and just that, like, I think the characters were done really well. I think that they, like you said earlier getting to the point of the story was really, you know, nice and quick and it wasn't hard to sort of follow. It was very straightforward, uh, which is something that I appreciated. And, but again, like I said, it, it's, it goes with the rising storm so well that I, they're like blended themselves <laughs> into one thing. Yeah. A lot of it is Ram trying to, you know, he, he, basically happens upon the Nile right? as they're attacking. And so he's like maybe the first one to notice it. And so he's mm -hmm. trying to warn everyone. He's trying to get to uh, this tower that's been, you know, damaged and disabled. And so he's trying to get there to f help fix it so they can kind of get the word out. Um, and then it leads to him running into Tyoric in the prison cell, yep. which is something that they talked about also in Rising Storm. And then um, also... You know, him kind of meeting up with Lula and Zine um, and them all kind of together helping to, you know, they're not necessarily helping to defeat the Nihil because there's way too many of them. And the Nihil are kind of right. fighting all the other Jedi that are off screen, but they're just trying to kind of do some things behind the scenes uh, with okay. some action. They definitely do face off against the Nihil a little bit. Mm -hmm. Probably the biggest thing is Ram deciding that he wants to travel the galaxy and to help the Republic instead of staying in his garage. Yeah. It's kind of a moment for him where maybe he's, mm -hmm. he's, he's thrust into this and, and, and then realizes that, you know, maybe sitting by yourself in the, in the shop isn't where he wants to be forever. So, you know, he, he basically is wanting to travel with them now, which will be interesting if, if that means he's going to show up in some of the stuff that they've been in traditionally. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you saw so they did a free comic book day comic hmm. um, for for uh, High Republic Adventures and it's a really short little comic but it's really this story is the, is what they portray oh um, cool you get some visuals with Ram you get the um, you get the Von Brax visual but the, the one Von visual Brax. which is one of the coolest visuals that I've seen in all the High Republic comics is you get to see Ty Yorick riding the um, the dragon, essentially. I forget what they call it in, in this universe, but it's essentially a dragon. Nice. There's a really, really cool visual of her riding the dragon um, in that comic. So, And it's a free comic. So if of those of you out there that maybe haven't picked up the comics yet, you can download the app and get the free comic and see this really cool visual. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And um, what else? So they did... They did actually do something in this book that didn't happen in The Rising Storm, 
and that was facing off against the Drengear. There it goes. They, not the not the Drengear. Yeah, the Drengear. They they face off against the Drengear in this one. <laughs> it gets like a, a a very small mention in the Rising Storm. They're like, oh, yeah. I think these Padawans faced off against them, you know. But this is where they show, I guess, the Nihil had brought along the Drengear and were basically like, you know, going to release them onto the planet. Yeah, uh, the Nihil had uh, told them that if they helped, that they would give them the planet of Velo. Right. And so they actually, um, when the Padawans kind of come up against the, the Drengear, they they basically tell them, like, the Nile have are killing everyone, so you're not going to have any meat, you know? <laughs> and so they they basically convince the the Drengear to help them and fight. And they actually, the Drengear actually uh, fight off some of the Nihil a little bit. So that was something that was additional to the story that was only portrayed in this book. So we actually got Nihil and Drengear in this book, whereas the um, Rising Storm was focused mainly on the, the Nihil. Nihil, yeah. So... No plant monsters in that one. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I don't know, what were your overall thoughts on this one? I mean, it was it was good, and it definitely fits into the High Republic perfectly. It blends into everything else that you're reading, which I think is kind of the point. Uh, it doesn't stand out on its own, you know, as a separate story for me, but that's because you and I are reading all of these High Republic books. If I was a middle grade reader and this was, you know, I'm only reading these middle grade and young adult books in the High Republic, I think it would stand out a lot more prominently. Um, but, you know, I definitely think it was good. I have enjoyed some of Daniel Jose Older's other books more than this one. But, I mean, um, it's probably just because, you know, the fact that it's a middle grade book, but, you know. It was good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, this one was definitely geared toward a younger audience. Um, like we said, it's short, goes by really fast. Uh, I liked seeing it. I like seeing the story from a different perspective. I don't know that I'm, you know, Ram as a character for me is fine. I, I don't, I'm not like hoping he shows up in a ton of other stuff. He's not one that kind of resonated with me right away. Um, uh, but I did like to see Lula, uh, portrayed in in a novel as opposed to just the comics i really like her character and ty york as well as a character that i've really enjoyed so seeing them in this book were kind of the highlights for me mm -hmm. um but we'll see what they do with these other characters moving into the future well that brings us to the end of this show uh and just to throw this out there to let you guys know um i might be a little delayed on reading some stuff in december i am going to hawaii so I'm very focused on that right now, and I do not plan on reading while I'm there. I plan on looking for sea turtles <laughs> and eating lots of food. That is my plan. <laughs> do I need to find a uh, backup co-host while you're there? Are you coming back from Hawaii? I'm not going to be Hawaii? gone that long. <laughs> yeah, you may go and never for, come back. I'll be gone for five days. Look, I'm going to live my Moana dreams. Hey, hey. hey we, all, we all have Moana dreams, so I would, I would love to go to Hawaii, but... I'm going to let my hair be in its natural curls and waves and stand by the edge of the ocean and sing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even with Moana, since she is there. Oh, yeah? You know, maybe with Stitch. 
don't well, know. You're going to have to get a video of that if you do that. I will. I will. It looks like they're starting to let people actually meet and greet them in closer proximity, too, which I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Moana is a hard character to find at the parks. She's very rare. Very, very rare. So, just say. Well, I'm happy for you, and I hope you have a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe I'll read a book on the plane. You read on the plane. We'll, we'll look at the list, what, what we have coming up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, you guys. Well, we hope you guys have have or had a great Thanksgiving and that you had a great meal and everything was yummy and you got all your favorites. Thanksgiving is my favorite meal of the year and the only time I eat leftovers, so you enjoy your Thanksgiving meal because I will be. <laughs> All right, if you want to find us in between shows, you can find us on Twitter. We are at SWBookworms. Oh, and Instagram. And you can email us, StarWarsBookworms at gmail.com. And you can also find us on our Facebook group, uh, Facebook.com slash StarWarsBookworms. Well, that's actually our Facebook page, but you can find our group too. Uh, search for uh, Star Wars Bookworms on Facebook. And um, if you want to join in on the conversations in our group, just send us a request and we will let you in you can also find us on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us and we would love for you to leave us a review you can find teresa on twitter sometimes uh in instagram at very rarely Penguin. yeah I, i'm pretty very rarely as well these days but uh, instagram is the place <laughs> and <laughs> you could find me at av goins and until next time keep on reading and may the force be with you Unless you're going to Hawaii, then you don't have to read. Unless you're going to Hawaii, then you don't have to read. No, that's a pass. You get a pass. <laughs> you, get a you, get a, you get a Hawaii pass. <laughs>